to Creative Conversations. I'm Roger Humphrey. In this episode, I'm talking with interior designer Sarah Sims as she explains how her art degree has helped her in this business. And we talk about many other things as well. We join in progress. You're my first designer. I've never had a designer on the show. So this is <laughs> no, a your pocket, like there are so many creative jobs, whether it's music industry or just, just creative people, you can make a living being creative. You don't have to go down, you know, business or whatever like that. So I, I appreciate like highlighting that, whether it's a musician or artist or anything like that. Now you kind of came to this late and, you know, I did comparatively but, speaking. Right. I, but my whole, like, you know, different careers I've had, they've all been in the creative field. So uh-huh. teaching art and then um, with graphic design and that kind of thing with uh, Macaroni Kid, I did that for so many years as well. And then just kind of deciding what else should I do? You know, um, I didn't want to go back to teaching. I've already done that. I already know kind of um what to expect in that field. And um, so I thought I kind of put into Google, like, what can you do with a bachelor's of (laughs) art ed? You know, like what, you know, I didn't want to start from scratch and I knew um, I wanted something creative. I'm not, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not a, you know, that kind of person. So, um, and that popped up and I thought, Oh my gosh, why didn't I think of this before? I don't know why, it never dawned on me. Um, so the local community college here had a program because um, you don't need um, a four-year degree. Um, I already had one, so I really didn't feel like I needed all the gen eds and stuff like that. Like, and and just having life experience and work, ex- you know, years of work experience. I didn't right. need all of that. Um, I just needed the formal training of interior design, and that's kind of what... Um, when I went back to school, those are the classes that um, I focused on and that kind of thing um, to get that associates in that. So uh, then, then there was, uh, as I recall, um, some sort of a, a apprenticeship program that you you were involved in. Right. So with it, um, we have to do like an internship, and everybody, um, you you try to choose, but they kind of have partnerships with different businesses. And it was, it was very unique because it was during the pandemic. So it didn't look like normal. Um, our program, we would have had like kind of field trips to different places. Well, those businesses do not want you there. You know, they want <laughs> clients, but, you know, with, with COVID and stuff. So we didn't get that. But um, my internship was at a local flooring store, which coming in, I was like, I have no idea anything about it, but I knew that was good. I didn't want to go into an internship that I knew everything about it. What, what, oh, yeah. what would I learn? Right. Right. So um, I learned so much. They sell anything from carpet to, I mean, even commercial grade stuff um, and laminate and, and vinyl and all of, all of that and learning the different um you know, in, installation and how it's made and, and, um, and all of that um, was super helpful for what I do now. Cause there's, I mean, I know some <laughs> before just, you know, being kind of a DIYer in our own home, <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh, but 
you know, just, just learning the kind of the ins and outs and the pricing and, and that kind of thing was really, really helpful. Yeah. I got to believe that, that, that there's other questions that your clients are going to ask in terms of uh, how it's made. Uh, it, how does it wear, you know, how often, you know, and, 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 you know, all kinds of things like that, 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 that a new or some a client would ask, you know, that it's good to have those answers. And I, th I think that as, you know, as a guy who knows nothing about design, <laughs> um, as a guy who knows nothing about design, um, I would think of designing as, you know, picking out, uh, uh, the right couch and painting the right, the, painting the walls, the right, you know, and letting it go at that, not thinking in terms of, of um, uh, the flooring, uh, light fixtures. Oh my God, when Barb and I built this house. Uh, How we many spent, decisions did you have? <laughs> oh, geez, I'm telling you, just just light fixtures. I, I never got so tired of looking. <laughs> it was like, oh, really? Yeah. Right, just pick something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's so you you kind of go through that. So so it's uh, you know I know more now than I did a couple of years ago to be honest with you. Right. But it was it was trial by fire and acid. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Like as a designer, you kind of have to know like what questions to ask. Right. It's not just about like oh what colors yeah obviously what's your preference and that but like as for flooring or furniture like do you have kids how old are those kids. Do you have anybody else that live or comes to visit that might have, a, you know, a grandparent or something, you know, if we're talking about a family, a grandparent that has, you know, they are in a wheelchair, you know, then you're talking, you know, um, ADA compliance, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, I wouldn't, as far as carpeting, like I wouldn't have a high pile because if someone's like older, that's a tripping hazard. It has yeah. nothing to do with how pretty the carpet is. Right. Um, or if you have really young kids or if you have dogs, like there's certain brands you don't want, it's going to, it's going to get ruined by the dog. So that's, 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 I find that very, very interesting. So how, how long was your internship? Um, let's see. It was like a semester. So from January to like the end of April, so about four months. Okay. And, and, uh, then you, did you go right straight into your own business or did you work for somebody else? So I, for three months, I worked at a kitchen and bath store and I learned a ton about how kind of that there's, there's a lot of different ways you can um, use your degree in interior design. Kitchen and bath is um, um, a very profitable way because kitchen and baths are very expensive. Um and I learned all about how they kind of do what they do. Um, it wasn't a good fit. It was kind of um, high pressure sales I was being taught, which I'm glad I went, went through the training. But for me, I'm more of a, I want to get to know the people. I, I'm not a like, okay, next, next, next. Like I really, uh -huh. you know, I, you know, I really want to help solve those problems um, without, um, without all that high pressure. So, so is that is that how you look at this then? It's like a problem solving venture for your oh, clients. Oh, absolutely. Um, like right now, I have a client, uh, a couple. Um, they're retired. They're looking to get more storage in their current home. Um, they're also looking. They have um, a dog and a cat that 
sleep in their bed and they want a king size bed. So <laughs> the problem is finding all that storage with a larger bed, you know, we're not expanding the bedroom, you know, so searching for storage solutions, whether it's right now I'm sourcing uh, beds with storage underneath um, instead of end tables, they want like tall, um, like cabinetry, like towers almost that they can add more clothing or um, drawers. They have a teeny tiny closet. So um, I found um, a company that does, you can kind of customize um, your, you know, for what they need. They have tons of shoes. So I need to make sure they have tons of shoe storage in that, <laughs> uh, you know, and everybody's unique with that. So that's their problem, you know, their storage problem. And they, you know, can we fit a bigger bed in this little room, you know, and have enough space, you know, you want to be able to walk as well. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of problem solving for these people beyond like the pretty wall color or whatever. <laughs> So that's, that would be a lot of it. Now, where do you source your stuff? I mean, I, do you have a, are you affiliated with specific stores or are you pretty, um, very independent? Right. So there's all kinds of designers can do, you can do um, like full design where you're going from interview, you are picking out sourcing. Um, so furniture stores are trending now for more online sales than in-store sales. And you can probably look around, like how many furniture stores are kind of like left, you know, um, in your community. So it's easy to source whether it's a pottery barn or, you know, there, there are a few stores you can go and, and still sit on things. So what I kind of do is kind of a combination between e-design is kind of a new concept where I can work with a client anywhere. Um where they can send me photos and that kind of thing. Or I would prefer to do something local and to try to keep my costs down for the client is I come up with a plan and then they, um, I will send all, they can approve everything that I have sourced, whether it's lamps or rugs or whatever, and they can uh, approve or deny or like say, oh, maybe we could find that in a blue or something like that um, until they're kind of happy with the list of items and then they can go ahead and they will have the links to all, whether it's Wayfair, Pottery Barn. I mean, there's a, a million stores online um, that we can look at and then they can go ahead and purchase it. It comes to their home. Then they're not paying me to unwrap that lamp, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, and, and there are clients that want that. I, that's fine too, but just to try to keep my costs down, um, and uh, so that, you know, most, most people that are looking for that kind of thing, you know, that's kind of what they want. They want it a little, they need help, but they don't need me to roll out the rug, you know, um, <laughs> there are designers that have like warehouses. So they're buying these items, they're holding on to the items until everything comes in. And then they have a big installation day where you have a team of people and then install it all. Um, I do not want to focus on that. <laughs> Uh, I like the design part um, and that problem solving part and seeing how we can get those items there or whether it's a contractor to help, you know, if they need help with, you know, a painter or someone to build that, you know, custom bed or whatever you're looking for. Um, I can help with that. Do you work, do you work with builders? With contractors? I do have a few. I do have a few that um, 
just over the years that I've just known through having my own business and that kind of thing, they are all very busy. <laughs> As you can imagine, um, in my area, so I'm in like the Oakland County, um, Livingston County in Michigan area. Um, most people that you, they use contractors, they do not use, there are big design build firms. So design build is where you come in, say, this is what I want, and they do it and you do nothing. But you pay a very high premium for that. Um, but in our area, um, I'm hoping to be that go to in between the contractor, you know, you hire a contractor to put new kitchen cabinets in, but you're like, I don't know what backsplash, like, I don't know what color, like, so that's where I would kind of step in and help with the design. And then I can hand that over to um, the builder or the contractor, and then they can just order what they need and install it. So they're kind of not in the middle. Cause a lot of times the contractors get, those design questions and they most right. of them don't know <laughs> yeah they know they know how to drive a nail yeah <laughs> like just tell me what color to paint i don't care what color just tell me what color to order you know i don't want to sit here with a color swatch <laughs> yeah yeah really so it's now do you help them like if if they ask you help them like the placing of the cabinets to to, to get the right flow and things like that yes yes so luckily um, there's all kinds of amazing software now that you can, uh, depending on what cabinet line that um, that family needs or wants, um, there's software. So I would come in and measure um, the space. And usually if you're replacing cabinetry, it's not working for you. It's not always about, it's not pretty. It's like, oh, this is, there's not enough space. There's not enough. I don't have a pantry. The, the house is old. Like it just, it, it needs complete, like, okay, let's solve those problems. You know, do you need platter space? Do you need, you know, cookie sheet, you know, are you a baker? Do we need to add, <laughs> you know, this or that? So yeah. And where I can come in and say, okay, this is, this is kind of the design as far as cabinetry goes and color choices that I would recommend, but that's always, it's always kind of a team effort on the design with the Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I so um, I, I was wondering if I mean I know that uh, Amazon, for example, has like an affiliates program, and I think other other businesses do as well. Are you involved in any of that kind of stuff? Do you do you work? Yeah, with I yes, I am. So I I do use affiliate programs um, to keep my costs low. I do have a design fee because I come out and I measure and I take photos, and sure. we have a lot of conversation back and forth about uh, products. Um, but with the affiliate um, payment, that doesn't cost the client anything. It's just certain. Um, and sometimes I use those companies in this one or this one couple that I'm talking about, you know, I was just discussing their bedroom issues. I think they're going to end up going with a custom piece because it just what they want just doesn't exist in the furniture world, which is fine. And I won't get any affiliate. Like, that's fine. It's not about that. Uh -huh. um, but I do work with. You know, there's like Wayfair Professional, there's Crate and Barrel has one, there's, yeah, I mean, there's Amazon, but. Um, um, well, I've got, I've got to, I've got to believe that, that um, uh, the other artisans, the people who are doing the one-off pieces and things like that would be thrilled to, to talk to a, a designer 
you know, just for them because you know they're even they're even worse at marketing than than I am. <laughs> you know, and and uh, the idea of somebody you know being able to help them, you know, move a piece here and move a piece there has got to mm-hmm. got to help their business some too. So, so I'm thinking, of course, uh, of Holly, uh, oh. Holly Ross. I'll yeah. give a shout out to her. Um, <laughs> And uh, so in her ceramic, she was on the program once a couple of years oh, ago. Awesome. I'll have to go back. and Yeah, go back and check it out. Um, so anyway, um, but I'm thinking, you know, you got somebody like that who's, you know, she, of course, she's a wonderful uh, ceramist and, and, uh, and, and artist. So it's somebody like that, you know, the idea of being affiliated with a designer to me would, that, that seems to be a, and to me, that just seems to be a, a, a real normal thing to do, to, to have, and, and for you to have those kind of people um, in, in your catalog so that you can go through and say, I've worked with this person, this person, this person, this person, and be able to show stuff. Right. Absolutely. Whether it's a builder or a contractor or just being in the art world locally here, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of places that. I know when I source art, it's not from online. <laughs> I try to as most as possible, you know, and I get that um, some artists make like one painting of whatever. So sometimes I can't get my hands on it or whatever, but um, someone buys it quicker than I, but um, yeah, partnering with, we've got a few um, just in Milford, uh, Michigan, a couple um places that display art. Um, and then there's even more in Oakland County, Livingston County. Um, to work with those companies that already have artists kind of come together. Um, it's a lot easier for me to say, oh, you know, this Main Street Art has this piece that you might want to take a look at. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know that uh, it's one of those things. I don't know. I tend to be impatient. If, I walk, if, I, if I'm in a space, I want to put something on that wall now, you know, <laughs> and and I have a friend, uh, some friends that built a house. It's been, it's been a few years now, but they built and they have a massive, massive living room. I mean, it's just huge. And they had a wall on that that, and and I'm and I'm not exaggerating when I say that wall had to have been at least fifteen feet long, and there was nothing on it for over a year because she said, "I'm not putting just anything on there. I'm going to find the right painting." <laughs> and right. she did. And when she did, it just it was it was perfect. But I thought, boy, I'm not that patient. You know, I'd be down at <laughs> I'd be down at some big box, going, "Okay, that looks big enough." <laughs> right, right. And the, col- Those- and the colors match. <laughs> <laughs> right. Those great room walls are. Those are hard. Those are really hard for people. And a lot of people where I'm at have those two-story great rooms. And you're like, you put the biggest TV and it still looks <laughs> like a huge wall. <laughs> yeah, well, this particular room didn't have a television. This was a formal living room, oh. formal great room. And they're, they're, they had a smaller, uh, they had two small, well, two, one smaller room that they had that, that had a television. And, and they had a, an easy chair and a couch. And it was a bit of a library also, but it wasn't terribly large. Um, and then it, uh, they had um, uh, the, a, f- a fully finished basement and and everything was down there. So if they wanted to watch TV, they went to the basement mm-hmm. and uh, but but that was or or they went to this little room on the main floor, you know, but it, it, the family itself wasn't really much of a TV watching family, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. So but but yeah, that that uh, I, I kind of laughed at that 
that, you know, that she waited, like I said, probably 12, 14 months before she, and she was looking, uh, you know, but she finally found the one and she, mm -hmm. that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like that with my home. <laughs> I'm like, I admire, I admire kind of like live in it and like look at it and like think through because I don't want to put more holes in the wall if I don't like it. Then you're like, oh man, I have to patch that and then I have to repaint that hole. <laughs> so I want to be really sure because I know it's going to stay there for probably five years, <laughs> long time. <laughs> That's funny. So, so how has i mean i know you're you're kind of just coming into this as a, as a newbie but but how has the pan pandemic affected the industry in in, in general because i'm that's sure that's great, something you've talked right. about right that's a great question so when i worked at that um kitchen and bath company um just like you know everybody talks about um you know delays and shipping and stuff um like cabinetry um that's something you can't get you know you it's you have to order it right whether it's custom even even the stuff that's pre-made you know it, it really does need to be ordered um and the lead times went from i from what i heard before the pandemic was uh you know like six weeks for cabinetry um which and it's semi-custom so it's not fully custom or anything uh but when i worked there and that was um in the spring there was our leading company for cabinetry was 22 weeks out Wow. for cabinets. So, and that affected everything. I mean, you can't, the flooring wasn't, the lead times were not like that. You know, they were like a month or something. Um, and countertops, um, that always, you know, depending on what kind of stone you're getting, um, you know, you can't do anything about countertops until you have cabinetry. So it really, everything, it was a balance on how to time everything appropriately to get, okay, we have these cabinets coming at this time, like, okay, and everything pivoted around that, you know, um, and the lead times change all the time. Like when I was there, it was like, okay, it was 22 weeks this month, you know, and then it was 23, you know, it's like, and you're really trying to keep pace because you don't want your workers not doing anything either. Yeah, or, right. you know, like you need to keep it, the schedule very, very tight as far as that, that build, um, design build company went, cause, you know, for profits. But um, that is probably the biggest thing. Um, and furniture, the lead times on it, I still see, you know, you're like, oh, look at this couch. And you're like, oh, four months, <laughs> um, you know, like, oh, you know, you're, it's, you know, appliances. That was a big one too. Is it? Um, oh my gosh. Because a lot of the stuff came from China. It was all overseas. Most appliances are not made in the United States. So, um, you know, that could be, if you're lucky a month, you know, like just a, off the, you know, just something basic would be maybe a month. But if you wanted any high end um, appliances, you know, it was going to be months. So it really dragged out, you know, your timelines and, um, you know, coordinating that. Because before the pandemic, you could pretty, you, you know, I and there's delays, but um, 
but you know cabinets like boom six weeks you're gonna get them or you know same with appliances you've got two weeks or a week or whatever or they already have them already they just need to mail it to ship it to you wow so i was just you know um i know you mentioned earlier that that you have people um excuse me uh doing things online a little bit can you go into the detail a little bit more on that how that works oh like the e-design yeah so that's kind of new um in the last before the pandemic too um there's i think with the right there's a few companies i think there's only one now um but that they do um design work all completely online um, where, you know, you have this problem, you can send, you know, just like what you do, Roger, you can do give guitar lessons to anyone around the world, you know, like right. I can do design work wherever, um, because I'm sourcing everything online, as long as I get like photos of the space, if I get measurements, you know, a homeowner can do that. Uh, I know kitchens or something like that, because you need very precise measurements about like a bedroom or an office or something. Um, and it's really easy to get those to a designer like myself and then source the pieces that would fit in that space after, you know, conversation on likes and dislikes and needs and that kind of thing. Um, and the same kind of thing where I send a shopping list and then you can buy it from all those online retailers and just have it come to your house. And um, it's, it's so much more cost effective than, um, you know, a designer that would do you know, the whole thing, which is uh -huh. nothing wrong with that as well. But, um, but that's kind of how e-design, because there's companies all over, like I could hire someone in California to design a bedroom, you know, my bedroom here or something, they could come up with something. Um, and the prices ring, they're all over, you know, depending <laughs> on um, their education and skill and that kind of thing, price them all, you know, depending on that. I was, yeah, I was, it was something that I thought was kind of interesting that the, I, I got to believe that some of the traditional design houses are sort of avoiding some of that, some of the, or, or am I mis, mistaken? No, no, you're totally right. Because like the traditional way is, you know, you come there and you even shop with the designer, you know, you go to, uh, but the high-end designers, what they'll do is you'll come into their office and, um, I mean, they might even shop with you. They'll take you on, you know, go to the fabric stores because you're going to have things reupholstered. You're going to have, you might meet with a contractor to deal with um, custom moldings, custom pieces. You'll go to the flooring store and have, you know, um, and you're going to spend, you know, upwards of 50 grand grand or more per room, um, depending on your purchases. So, so, so there are those traditional places, um, and they are, they do it very well. Um, they probably won't get into the e-design because obviously the money is a lot less, you know, and it's, it's a different, um, different feel. Um, I think most people, when they think of hiring a designer, they think that you, you've, your income has to be well into the seven figures before you even think about it. But I get the, the, the feeling from you that that's not necessarily the case. No, it's not the case at all. Um, and um, like with e-design, you know, you can, you know, depending on the company you choose, it could be a couple hundred dollars. I mean, you're still buying that furniture. You still, still might, 
pay 10 grand for, you know, like a bedroom, you know, like that stuff adds up like a couch, yeah. you know, it, it's hard to get it. You can't, it's hard to get, you know, you're not going to reach out to a designer to get, you know, a thousand dollar couch. You're going to be paying, you know, four or five or up, you know, 10,000 for a couch. Um, so, but there are, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm hoping that my, where I'm at is it's not the cheapest, but I'm definitely not on the high end because I want to work with those people that are hiring those, you know, contractors that, that maybe they can't like, they can, they can order that couch online and have it, you know, delivered and tell the guys where to put it. And same with the rug. I, you know, I give them a plan of a furniture plan. So here, this, this is what you need to do. All you have to do is put put the rug here, put the couch here, put the chairs here, um, and here. You know, if you want to add pillows, here's some pillow choices too. Add the pillows. Um, here's curtain choices. Um, it's just taking that part because that's really time consuming uh, part of it, um, and to charge an hourly rate for that. That's really where um, you know your service fees go. Right. Not. Where, yeah. where you're thinking like, oh, people need a ton of money, um, but um, not necessarily. I feel like there's price points for a lot of people. So it's so you you have. Um, where was I going to go with this? I was thinking something. I can't remember what it was now, but <laughs> <laughs> old people's disease. You know? Oh, I'm. I'm the, the joke that I've seen and laughed at every time I've seen it is that, you know, the one that says I can forget what I'm doing actually while I'm doing it. So yes. <laughs> that's, yeah. that is most certainly me these days, but, 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 and it's, I have to laugh at it because if I didn't, I'd cry. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, that's pretty bad. So um, how does, does, um, uh, fashion kind of play into all of this i mean i know the design is going to be fashionable anyway but do you have repeat business because fashion has changed and things like that um i don't know about fashion but like trends as far as okay. you know um i feel like the biggest one that a lot of people know of or whatever like chip and joanna games that kind of made a sure. whole like farmhouse like huge right. trend like blow up i mean it's gigantic and everybody's painting everything white and all of that. But like anything, you know, with time, people are like, oh, well, what about this color? What about, you know? And so whether it's, you're going to see different um, patterns and fabrics. And I mean, even Sherwin-Williams comes out with a new color of the year, you know, that, you know, so that changes all the time as well. Um, and different materials change. Like we get new technology um, whether it's in cabinetry, whether it's in even appliances. Oh my gosh. You know, all kinds of things you can get installed in kitchens now, um, that, you know, didn't exist five years ago. So things change a lot. Um, with that, it changes all the time. It's, it's hard to keep up with like, Oh, there's this and there's this, you know, there's just a million choices. That's why people hire designers because, you get decision fatigue. It's just too overwhelming um, to go through all of the choices you have. I noticed on your uh, Facebook page that you're showing uh, a series of colors that are kind of the new calming, you know, colors kind of thing, you know, which I thought were very nice. And so I have okay. this client that she has a really nice home here in Milford. 
Um, but when she bought it, it was right from the builder and there's builder beige over the entire house. And she knows that she's going to be selling in the next like five years because her, her kids are older ones in college, ones in high school, and she's going to sell and, and probably downsize. But she reached out to me because she wants the whole house painted. Um, she also have a, has two mischievous dogs <laughs> that have kind of done a number on trim and that kind of thing. So she reached out and said, I just need help picking, like, I want all of it painted. <laughs> but I want, you know, and she didn't know what she wanted um, as far as colors. Um, so I kind of came up with a plan. And uh, over the weekend, I sent over... Uh, Sherwin-Williams has a great program where you can get like samples sent to clients. So I sent some samples to clients to her and uh, we're going to discuss on, um, you know, you know, does she like the colors? You know, do I need to go a different direction? Um, that kind of thing. But my job also, she's very neutral person, which is fine. But I was trying, you know, as a designer, you kind of want to push that a little bit, right? If you're going to hire <laughs> me, like, let's, Let's do like, let's do something like, let's not just, so on her exterior, she has a certain, um, it's like a black tone on her house, part of it. And so I suggested bringing those, that black tone onto all her interior doors. So we will see what she thinks of that. Um, but again, it's, it's a look, I think it looks so good. Um, I know it's not for everybody, but, and we can always go to with white, white's always traditional as well, but with all the very, very neutral, I was trying to, let's, let's get something to pop, pop a little something, bit, something, pop yeah. something, you know, oh, I noticed, um, uh, recently in, in architectural digest, they were saying that, that granite countertops are out and I'm thinking, geez, I just put mine in two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I like, and I like my granite countertops. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> but you know, what's so funny is you, you'd say that, but then everybody says, oh, it's quartz. Well, quartz is kind of going out too. So now the new thing is quartzite, which is, I know it's a, again, things just change all the time. Quartzite. It's really just what you like. <laughs> quartzite can, um, that's a natural stone as well, like okay. like your granite and marble, um, because um, uh, quartz is it's a man-made product. So people want that. Um, and quartzite has these bigger, like granite has more speckly kind of things. Uh -huh. And um, quartzite has these big sweeping veins. You can also do, I saw a kitchen recently where you can actually backlight it where you Ooh. put lights behind it and because it's kind of um kind of a translucent, translucent yeah. it like you can it like glows so mm. it just depends on and you can do what's called like book matching where it's like a vein is a really strong vein and if you cut it in the middle you cut the slice like butterfly it butterfly it and you can use um that on fireplaces because you can have that near heat you can have granite near heat you cannot have quartz near heat so fireplaces so it just depends on like the application so um and quartzite too comes 
it's not a Midwestern thing, but it's really popular in like California is the, the thinner slabs. Oh. We're all used to that inch and a half. Right. Um, and they do like an inch or three quarters. Oh, wow. It's super strong stuff. So it's just oh. a different look. Just, just kind of, yeah. Well, I just, I was kind of surprised. I don't know how often these things change, but I was, <laughs> you know, I came, I came from a background of using laminate, you know, yeah. and cheap oh, yeah. laminate, you know, and, oh, at that absolutely. and going into granite, I'm going, yeah, granite, you know, and they're saying, well, it's out now. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's not, it's whatever, whatever you love, whatever you love. It comes yeah. Out. I guess I guess I'm the one living here. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's unlikely. It. It's unlikely their editors are ever going to join. You know, come to any of my soirees. Right. It just <laughs> kind of goes back to those trends. I'm like, and then in three years, quartzite won't be a thing. You know, like it's just they'll come out with something else. <laughs> I, I I do have to say that I am glad that all white kitchens are on their way out. I have I've never cared for that. I you know, why I told I, I I told Barb the other day. That I was looking at something and I said, every time I turn around, it's an all white kitchen. And I said, it looks institutional. Right. You know, it's, right. it looks like it's, you know, you're in a nursing home somewhere or something. I don't, right. I don't think it's, it is trending out. But when I was at the kitchen and bath store, 75% <laughs> of those kitchens were white or we'll, tr you know, we try like, can we do the bottoms a different color? You know, people think it's just so um, timeless, which I get it, right? I get it. Uh, but like you said, if it's just white on white on white, um, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know. With ours, I mean, our cabinets are more of a cream rather than a white. Yeah, there's totally, there's like tons of, like there's mushroom, there's like all these other colors, These, you know, whether it's beiges or grays that are really, it's not white. It's just a little bit of a yeah, some kind right. of color. And then of course the, the the granite countertops, which are mostly gray, mm. you know. And so we've got the color there. And then yeah. Uh, and then we have the uh, the china hutches that are mounted to the walls. I know. I need to come see that. Oh, you haven't <laughs> seen it yet. I know. We when I come to St. Louis, it's like so quick. You know. I feel like we're always we're just we're never staying and like for the day or whatever mom and dad are doing. And, we need to pop in. Oh yes, you do. You do. I know, and I I owe you an e or I owe Barb an email. Do you know that she emailed me? Okay. Yeah, she yeah, she, she told me we have. I was like, I'll just talk to Roger on Tuesday. We have, uh, we have a bedroom and a, and a bathroom, full bath in the basement, but it's a small mm -hmm. bath, um, uh, with a walk-in shower as opposed to a tub, mm -hmm. and um, and when we put it in, I mean, the the floors are just polished, uh, concrete. And, uh, and it's just a shower stall and, uh, you know, the, the usual things you find in a bathroom, a sink and a stool. And, um, and for, you know, a lot of obvious reasons, I've had very little reason to ever really use that bathroom. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I used it, um, guys about two months ago, a month and a half ago. And I told Barb afterwards, I said, I said, I, I've been in more interesting bathrooms at a at a rest area or or at a gas station. I, it's just even if it's clean, it's a dump. I mean, it's just <laughs> I, I hate this bathroom. It just there's absolutely nothing about. It. I mean, it's utilitarian, and that's it. And that's I thought, it. 
And and I thought we got to do something. So that when she realized that you had this design service, she said, "I'll I'll give Sarah yeah. a nod and see what happens." So yeah. Well, that'll give you an excuse to come up here. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think we covered just about everything. Oh, the other thing I was going to ask about though was marketing in general. How do you market yourself? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so with marketing, my last business, I learned so much with marketing. Um, so as far as social media, um, just word of mouth, like there's some business owners I find really funny that they get a little self-conscious about just like talking about what they do to people they meet. And I don't know if you, you know, um, I have friends that I'm like, you need to be telling everybody, like, why aren't you, they just don't want to talk about themselves. So sometimes it's just like, yeah, I, have an interior, I'm an interior designer. I have my own business. Like, Oh, like a lot of times that just sparks up a new lead as far as that. Um, making sure, you know, right now I don't have some huge, you know, Google ads budget. Um, but I do know how, um, SEO works. So I need, you know, just making sure you have the right, um, in your website, the, the right terminology and things like that for someone to, um, you know, I had this last client with the, with the painting her whole house. She just Googled interior designers in Milford and I popped up <laughs> and, you know, and she's like, Oh, like, I was like, that's awesome. You know? So that's all it really takes. Um, and, and I, it's, it's just me. So I, you know, I, I don't have some big firm or something like that where I need like 20 clients a month and that kind of thing. Um, it's like, let's work on what I'm working on right now. And then, but still kind of reaching out. Um, but just through some context, just, you know, those builders that I did know, like, Hey, if you need any, if you have any clients, like, let me know and I'll do the same for you. Um, I reached out to realtors like, Hey, if you guys have any clients, I'll do the same for you. Um, but just social media, um, posting, you know, there's like Facebook groups and that kind of thing. You can, kind of add um, in your community and kind of post about you don't necessarily need um, huge ad budgets you just need to or just I don't know like living your life like I feel like I'm in I help my kids scouts and stuff like that and just saying hey I open it you know like you never know where leads you know I, I feel like the organic way to go about it um, works better for me than having you know paying Facebook to boost posts that I already know that doesn't work. Um, it just gives Facebook for me. money. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't. And I tell other, I'm like, don't do it. Like, just don't do it. It's a waste of your money. Um, like do, do other things like join it or, you know, join referral, you know, whether it's your chamber of commerce or referral networks locally, um, that kind of thing. So that's kind of how I've done it so far. And that's where I plan to do it in the future. It's just that organic, just meeting people because people buy from people, you know, like they trust. Sure. Um, I'm probably not going to get a lot of just, you know, um, I mean, I'll get some Google, you know, but, but more, more people buy from people they know and they trust and I'm selling a service ultimately. So that's kind of, um, or, or they'll buy from mine. they'll buy from somebody that their friend bought from. Yeah, or you referrals. Know, that, yeah, Absolutely. those referrals are really really crucial. So right, you talk about people not willing to talk about themselves, and that's an issue that I have. Um, 
on the podcast is getting get guests. One of the reasons I, I have mostly musicians is because they're used to performing and they just come on and talk about themselves. No problem. Um, yep. and, the, and the same with actors. But I've had painters, for example, people who are wonderful, uh, who have turned me down. Uh, and photographers, same thing, because they're so used to working alone and doing their thing and and sitting behind in front of a canvas or behind a camera or something like that. And the idea of coming on and talking about themselves is scares the daylights out of them and they won't do it. A couple, a couple of authors. I have a, a, a woman that I know that she was a, a student at the college when I taught and uh, she's a very successful writer now. And uh, I've asked her to be on a couple of times and We'll get close in about two days before she'll go, yeah, I just can't do it. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yet she, you know, yeah, it's, and it's really kind of funny. Um, and so it's, there are people that, that are very artistic mm -hmm. uh, and make their living or at least a part of their living being creative. Um, and, uh, uh, and they, they just have a hard time talking about it and about themselves. You know, they, they're, it's just not who they are, you know, and, and their answers tend to be, yep. And nope. It's <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. I know just from, cause I had that previous business too. I feel like I, and being a former educator, I'm like constantly learning, like, how can I be better? And I feel like I listen to just as many, get so, just as much information on design as I do from like business books and things like whether it's a podcast, like, you know, something, you know, or like just these tidbits of like, oh yeah, I should try to implement that. And, and, um, with technology we have, like you really are, especially artists and especially musicians, you're a brand. And yeah. so who else is going to talk about, you know, you really have to you really, <laughs> you really do have to get out there and kind of get out of your head. Um, and to build this business, it's a brand, you're a brand, whether, you know, if you're an individual that has, you know, a musician like yourself or whatever, you just have to let people know. And that's how those referrals happen. And that's how, I don't know, and just, especially with a podcast, like you're like, yes, like who knows what I'll be, ha you know, I might learn something from you today and, you know, like, and all of that, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's about the learning process as much as anything, I think. You know, I got involved in online teaching almost 10 years ago, um, and, and and I used it as a way of, of either doing makeup lessons with students uh, or um, in case of really crappy weather, we could do the lessons online so that they wouldn't have to drive and I wouldn't have to drive in bad weather. And and um, uh, uh, and then, you know, and, and for many years, all of my friends who are music teachers kept telling me that I, what I was doing was wrong. It just doesn't work. I don't know why you're bothering, you know, and I'm not going to do that ever and blah, 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 blah. Well, a pandemic hit, mm -hmm. you know, and geez, I was the most popular guy in town for about a week. Everybody was, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, I'm sure. And, 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 but, but for my students, uh, uh, for them, it was a sideways step. Every one of them or nearly every one of them had done online lessons in the past mm -hmm. and with me. And so, you know, they, they knew the process, they knew what we were going to do and we just went through it and did it. And, and, uh, and I've not gone back. I have little desire to, to return to the old ways anymore, but utilizing that. And I utilize technology all the time and people, you know, are marveling, you know, this old guy doing all this technology, but for me, it's just a tool that helps me do my job. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm, I'm not necessarily in love with technology. I'm in love with teaching and anything that will help me do that. You know, I was laying out music the other day for uh, uh, my Patreon page. Yes, I love that you have that. And and uh, uh, so anyway, uh, I'm uh, putting some uh, stuff together and I'm doing it online. And I was kind of laughing to myself because I'm thinking I'm laying out this music and I did it before lunch. Took me about an hour and I did this whole song, did the arrangement and I put in the words and the chords and all this kind of stuff. And back in the day, that would have taken me nearly a week to 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 do a nice version of that. And I'd used a ruler and an ink pen and had to draw everyone, you know, and every time I made a mistake, I'd either have to wad it up, throw it away and start over, or maybe a little white out, depending on how bad the mistake was. And right. and and now it's like, it's like zip zap, you know. So yeah, what's not to love? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and it looks nicer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, totally. it, just yeah, it's so yeah. I I like technology not because I'm in love with the technology, but because it allows me to do things like what we're doing right now. It allows yeah. me to to do this kind of stuff. Uh, I'm watching and looking. You know, this whole Patreon page thing for me was uh, kind of a revelation, and and uh, uh, and I'm and I'm keeping it dirt cheap. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, your daughter could easily for her. I don't know when the last time was that she picked up her ukulele, but. But um, but she could um, uh, you know go into this, and I'm putting up new music every couple three weeks. You know, How fun. How fun. some of it's for ukulele and some of it's for guitar, and I got each every time. I'm I'm like I'll I will, and right now I'm doing Christmas stuff, uh, and so I'll do a couple of Christmas songs. Uh, you know, and after the after the holidays, I'll start putting together some. Uh, uh, maybe some Irish pieces for St. Patrick's Day, and oh, and and maybe a couple of love songs for for Valentine's Day. You know, just you know, certainly some stuff for the Fourth of July. And you know, so I'm planning it out that far in advance. And in the meantime, in the middle of that, there'll be other songs, everything from old folk songs, uh, and uh, um, or popular music from the from a hundred years ago, 120 years ago, wow. 1900 to 1930, that era, um, and. Um, I did honestly. I did um, uh, tiptoe through the tulips, <laughs> and I did it more as a, as a lark. And I got into the song, and I thought, you know, actually, it's not a bad song. It's it's got it's really got all of this negative connotation and this this kind of you know silliness attached to it. Um, but I did that, and uh, uh, and I heard last night from um, uh, somebody who is a one of my patrons on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm loving that song. She said, I'm having so much fun playing that song. And she had she's she learned the the um ukulele by downloading my ukulele course. <laughs> mm. You know, and now and she did that. She downloaded that. Well, it's only been out a couple of months. And so she downloaded it. And now she's playing chords and strumming and she did tiptoe through the tulips. And I mean, all of this kind of stuff. There's no way in the world I could have done that. Uh back in the day without the technology the technology oh. to me is just you know so i'm that's always one of my questions when i talk to people is how is technology affecting what you do mm-hmm. and it scares me how many people go oh i, I don't bother with it okay <laughs> how can you not like and yeah. i get and i get that like it's overwhelming like to like keep up with it you know like whether you're marketing using social media there's a million ways you can do that um 
but yeah, you've got to use some. <laughs> oh, you don't have to be good at everything. That's what I, you know, I like just just be good at like you know whether it's social media, you know, be good at one platform or two platforms. You don't have to be everywhere. You know, you're not a huge corporation. That's that's true, you know, and and uh, I just I do what I can. People are amazed that I do a podcast. I go, there's no difference between this and the lessons that I give. It's the same technology. Mm-hmm. Just send a Zoom link, click, boom, hi, you know, yeah. <laughs> and and then all I do is I hit the record button. It records it to my, you know, I will take this recording and I will move it to um, uh, a, a, a a DAW, a, you know, an audio program. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's the same one I've used for years for my music, the same, same basic knowledge that I've used for 50 years, recording music in terms of editing and things like that. It's a little different, but not a lot different. So I'll go through and edit it. I'm not doing, it it sounds complicated to somebody who's never done it, but geez, I've spent a career doing this kind of stuff. (laughs) And so it's just not. You know, to me, it's just kind of bringing together a couple of different technologies in a, in a new way. But it's it's to me, it's old hat. Put it together. People go, oh, my God, the old guy's got a podcast. It's like, well, yeah, OK, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you know, and being a teacher, too, like you're always learning. Right. You kind of have that in your head. Yeah. And that and I find that not everybody's like that. Like That's they're true. like they're OK with what they know. Like, yep. Yep. That's it. Yep. Like and they're okay. I always like. I, I have a low boredom threshold for that kind of yeah, stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to thank Sarah for taking the time to chat with me. I enjoyed it a lot, and I learned a bunch of stuff too. And I want to thank you too for taking the time to listen. And I hope you'll join me again real soon on Creative Conversations with Roger Humphrey.